0: Man, how that went down with Mac, I kind of watched it all unfold for the last couple of years. And I feel like you could have seen it a couple of years ago and, and tell that it would end up bad. You know what I mean? Like, it, oh, Yeah, man, I don't like sell people out, but I think they had to meet him a little bit more. Because I know he's in the building working. I can't name too many people working harder than him. So I hate to see it for him. I really do.
1: You mean meet him more in terms of surrounding him with more talent?
0: Yeah, to help him. Like talent, coaching, you name it. Like just... Putting him in a better position to
1: win, I think, would have helped their program a lot. Do you think you could have helped salvage what has become of Mac Jones's career had you been
2: able to stay?
0: I don't know if I'm that powerful, but I promise you I probably would have did my best to help. Like I would have because I understand the stress that comes with playing that position. That position for that team and that city too at the same time. It's I know it's tough. So I can I can guarantee that I would have did my best to help. But I also know the guys in that room are trying their best to help him, too. So it's just a a tough situation.
2: Jacoby Myers with Phil Perry on NBC Sports Boston discussing Mac Jones. We'll get to what Phil wrote today about the salvageability, quote-unquote, of Mac. Uh, And we'll get to your phone calls coming up, 617-779-7937. Our big question of the day up now at Jones and Mego. Do you trust Robert and Jonathan Kraft to bring the Patriots back to relevance? Uh, right now, 63% say no. No, I do not. And I'm with you. They got to win that trust back from the fan base based on how it's gone the last four years without Tom Brady in the first year now without Bill Belichick. I don't think anything uh, or anybody rather likes the start they're off to with some of the hires they've made and the power they've given to Elliot Wolfe. We'll discuss all that with Tommy Curran, NBC Sports Boston. He joins us about 25 minutes from now at 3.30. I want to get into Mac, but real quick, Arcan, the Celtics uh, have made a couple of minor moves, emphasis minor, uh, with the trade deadline, about four minutes in the rearview mirror. Sometimes trades come in after the uh, after the deadline, so we'll see if the Celtics have anything else up their sleeve, but what did they do? Celtics have traded a second round
1: pick to Philadelphia for guard Jaden Springer who is a G-leaguer mostly okay. uh, with their Delaware G-league team and they also traded Delano Banton to Portland for a heavily protected second round
2: pick okay, the second move, Springer whatever, if they want to work with him, he's developmental has no bearing on the team this year, freeing up a roster spot, and that's what the Banton trade is, keeps the Grant Williams trade exception in play so I just keep an eye on that. These are minor moves. I don't really think they make any difference. Xavier Tillman, I like that move yesterday. I hope they make another move for more big depth or, or more likely a wing. But that's still available, and they can still make a move. And maybe we're going to get that news here shortly. Because they freed up a roster spot for a reason. Maybe it's the buyout market. Maybe it's to keep the Grant Williams trade exception going. I don't know. We're going to find out, but that's the only news I would take from that.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the buyout market, especially with these little tweaks that they're making here. That's kind of how it feels. To so me. instead is of
2: Banton, the guy with the hair, uh, he's a guy with
1: the hair, right? I don't know what that means. Uh, he has cool hair. <laughs> I guess. I don't <laughs> I think. know. Banton is the guy I'm thinking of, right? I don't know. He's the guy was, on the bench
2: with the cool hair. Yeah. He was tall. Uh, he's a tall guard yeah. who used to play for the Raptors. Uh, that's all I know about him. Okay. Uh, anyway, so instead of outright releasing him, they took a heavily protected second round pick. Uh, so maybe that's what they did. They said, hey, we're gonna we're gonna cut him anyway. We're gonna sign somebody on the buyout market. So we'll see. What are you calling the buyout market, Ryan? Oh, it's the uh it buyout market. Yeah, <laughs> That's 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 what I call it. Mega. It doesn't
0: even make sense. It doesn't, but
2: you have to admit it's funny. Uh, it's anyway, I understand. We'll get back into uh, all your Celtics thoughts at 617-779-7937. Yeah. Our big question again. Uh, of the day, do you trust the Crafts to bring the Patriots back to relevance? How about Mac Jones and whether or not he's salvageable, Mego, uh, You sent this today from Phil Perry. He says, team sources have indicated that Jones had a crisis of confidence in 2023. Mm-hmm. You don't say. Which led to him losing his starting job, and his ability to lead was questioned. Sources close to Jones have expressed doubt that Jones will be in New England for next year. But the team did just turn over its coaching staff. The broken relationship between Jones and Belichick set a low bar. For new head coach Gerard Mayo and Jones to clear true. Additionally, New England has hired an offensive coaching so staff. Got
0: that? Gilbert. I mean, that's a.
2: I can't argue with that. It's a very low bar. Uh, they've hired an offensive coaching staff that, in theory, could be interested in Jones's skill set. Under new offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt, the team is expected to be running a version of the offense Van Pelt helped coordinate over the last four years under Kevin Stefanski. I'll add to what Phil Perry's writing. He didn't call plays. It's a scheme derived from Stefanski's time with Gary Kubiak. Who was a longtime assistant of Mike Shanahan? This is
0: getting biblical.
2: And at one point employed Kyle Shanahan as his offensive coordinator in Houston.
0: Mike Shanahan begat Kyle Shanahan, we got Kubiak, begat
2: it's, it's all it is it is very Alex biblical. Alex Van Pelt. As one league source put it, Van Pelt having worked for Stefanski is quote unquote about as close to Shanahan as you can get without being in the Shanahan tree. Uh so Mego, your thoughts. I would point out to Phil. Being close to the Shanahan tree but not being in the Shanahan tree still means you're not in the Shanahan tree. But whatever. Uh, your thoughts on Mac and whether or not he's salvageable. Phil seems to be making a case.
0: Technically, of course, I think he's salvageable. I just don't think it's the best situation for either side that that happens here. How, how many cases can you think of where a, quarter, first of all, a quarterback has never gone through what he's gone through with the number of times that he was benched as a starter? And on top of that, I, I think the closest thing that you can look at as someone having a reclamation project and a quarterback would be Miami with what they did with TuA. and that still doesn't to me reach the lo- the lows that Mac Jones no. has gone through here no. And so you uh, you have a major coaching change like they did in Miami. Uh, maybe they'll go out and they'll get someone incredible and free agency, maybe they'll trade for someone. Maybe they'll trade for Justin Jefferson or Steph Diggs or someone. I don't know. But even with all that, I think if I'm Mac, I'm wanting to be somewhere else. And I wonder with all of the, you know, nice things that we're hearing about, how hard it was for Mac, how Mac got a raw deal, all these these different people, former teammates who are going to say that, but people all around saying some extent of that, is that about – Prepping the fan base for Max going to be back, and these are the guys who are oh, going to help him come back.
2: I had not thought about that. Because
0: I don't think of it. I, I don't think it is. I think it's more Max still has so much to work with. He can be a reclamation project. For someone else, will you please give us a fourth-round pickback?
2: Okay. I hope it's that, but you make an interesting point. Like Kendrick Bourne the other day. We played that audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacoby Myers, we just played it coming back. Like, oh, you know, I like Mac, and... I I don't think he he can't work out and blah, blah, blah. He was given a raw deal. Is that because, I mean, especially in the case of Bourne and other guys currently on the team, I guess less Jacoby Myers, they think there's a chance he might be back. And so they're not going to trash him. I I hope it's the second thing you said, which is they're just trying to pump up trade value and uh, it was actually all about Bill. Give us a fourth round pick or a fifth round pick or whatever. The report out of New York the other day from Rich Cimini is that Zach Wilson, they're hoping to get a 6th or a 7th for Zach Wilson. So maybe you get a 5th for Mac, maybe a 4th, I don't know. Arcan is Mac salvageable.
1: I think he is, and I think the reason why you haven't seen a lot of other quarterbacks go through this and then be salvaged, Mago, is because you don't see a lot of quarterbacks after a promising rookie year just get stripped down like that, not have any uh, real weapons added to them, have the whole thing with the offensive coordinators, have the offensive line deteriorate, have all these other things sort of happen around him, and he didn't play well. It's not like he did, but I don't think that you see that very often. Well, I, think I think that was a pretty something. thing.
0: Something, not exactly the same. I agree with you. Like, there's no mirror image, but you saw something kind of similar happened with Baker Mayfield in Cleveland and he had to go to two different destinations before now it looks like he'll probably get an extension with the Bucks, and had a very successful season.
1: I don't remember that uh, Baker Mayfield had a bunch of weapons and they took them all away. I mean, it's not that Mac had a ton either, but what he did have, they sort of moved Baker on from. Baker was also
0: better than Mac.
1: And that's true too. I mean, you know, Baker was the first overall pick and either way, I mean, I just don't think it happens very often. Maybe it happened one other time, but like I just don't think you see those sort of things very often and Baker Mayfield was a reclamation project, and he ended up taking a team to the playoffs years later. So, I do think that it can happen. Those things can happen, and I think if you put Mac Jones in a decent offense here or somewhere else, that he probably wouldn't totally embarrass himself. I just do you don't want think it so. here? I'd be okay with it here if they built the right kind of offense. That's what I care about more than the quarterback. If they built an offense that Mac Jones can somewhat pilot and maybe, you know, get back to 10 wins or get back to the playoffs, we, I'd be very uh, happy you, with that. How
0: about If they take Marvin Harrison Jr., they build out some of the offensive line because no. they got to get two tackles. I'm asking Arkan. Yeah, I
2: know. Arkan. I already know his answer. He what, says
0: yes. What would you do? You'd be okay with them running all that back with Matt? He thinks
1: he's salvageable. Yeah. Yeah, he's already said this.
0: What if they don't take a quarterback in the draft at all, and it's Mac?
1: I wouldn't like him to not do that. But then again, if they do take a quarterback in the draft that they think can actually start, like if they do in the first two rounds and it's someone they have uh, plans on starting, can then I stop? don't think Mac makes a
2: great backup. Is he salvageable? The answer is no. He's not salvageable. Not here, not anywhere. I, I never really believed in him, but he's not salvageable. So, no. The answer is no. I don't care if you give him Marvin Harrison and Mike Evans and everybody else. Not salvageable. So, no. I don't think it's going to work. That would be my answer. And I I don't believe they're going to bring him back. I don't believe that for a second. But I do get a little nervous when I hear what Mayo had to say about him. And you read some of the reporting, up to and including what Phil just wrote. I don't love hearing things like that. Like, oh, maybe Van Pelt and Ben McAdoo are here for Mac Jones. I I don't like to read that. So it gives me pause, but I don't think they're going to run it back. I think the Crafts know he's toxic. What is that? And he's not salvageable. And he's got the yips on top of it, Arcan. So, I don't know no. if that's like a legit question for the, yip, the yips do go away. Uh well they can. Yeah. Uh for some athletes some they time. do, not for everybody. Uh, I do like in the Twitch chat, they said that uh, a fourth or a fifth for Mac Jones, maybe a fifth of alcohol. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if you're getting that fourth or fifth round pick from Mac, but I think that's their hope. And they should get more than the Jets get for Zach Wilson. <laughs>
1: Jets might not get anything for Zach
2: Wilson. Okay, again, the Jets are hoping for right. a sixth or a seventh, I which mean, means yeah, you should hope for I'm a fourth sure or a fifth. <laughs> you might be getting a sixth, and the Jets might be getting nothing. But we all agree they should get more than the Jets get for Wilson if the Jets get anything.
0: Yes, i can I could see might. them
2: both getting nothing for either of okay, them. Okay, me too. But as, ba- as bad as he is, he's better than Zach Wilson, right? Agreed. Okay. I mean, I've ripped him plenty, but I'll give him that. 617-779-7937. We have Tommy Curran, NBC Sports Boston, standing by. A few updates on the Celtics. Minor moves. RKM with the latest here in trending. And we're right back with, uh, well, more on the Pats, more on what they're doing this offseason, more on Mac, and, of course, Tommy Curran next.